<laughs> One more time with Mary Vermillion. <laughs> Um, hi, Neil. Hi. And we're here to introduce one more uh, podcast episode. Yeah. You know, fall is in the air. Yep. And the weather finally changed. We finally have some rainy days and chilly days. I'm sitting here in my office. I've still got my jacket on. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I just, I can yeah. see the leaves blowing behind mm. you. It's 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 wonderful after such so many months of no rain. Yeah. You know, and and, you know, pleasant weather, but... I think too much of anything is not good. Yeah, but it's just funny what you do, you know, when the seasons change. And I um, I think about people, you know, we've been outside. It's been beautiful, hot, a little smoky, but still it was mm -hmm. beautiful. But I wonder now if people are ready to think about, we hope they are coming back into the library. I mean, we've had, you know, an amazing year, lots of people checking out materials and using library services. But we hope, you know, as the weather changes and the nights get a little darker and longer, that people will come back to the library and there are some right. new faces and some new things happening at no, the library. Absolutely. Yeah. And and today we're going to we're really going to focus on the Ferndale Library yeah. and the the faces that you'll see if you walk in that building. Mhm. Mm There's a new branch manager at the Ferndale Library. Welcome to Alex Breyer, um, who succeeds Sarah Kohler, who had been there, had been with WCLS for like 25 years. Oh, a long, I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm not positive, but a yeah. A long time. And um, Sarah, good for her, has retired, uh, moved to the sunny Southwest. And Alex Pryor, we're um, grateful to welcome Alex. And you're going to meet Alex. And then, um, and thanks for sitting down with her and chatting with oh, her. It was, it was a lot of fun. She was, she was a, a lot of fun and she's been living in Ferndale. Well, you'll find You'll you'll hear yeah. her whole story, so I don't, don't give it all away. Yeah, yeah. But then, who else did you talk to? Well, and then I sat down. <laughs> I sat down with uh, Sarah Lavender and Teresa Morrison, mm -hmm. and of course, they are our Ferndale Youth Services staff. And we wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to them about uh, about story times mm -hmm. that are back in the buildings now. We're we're welcoming. Kids from birth through, I don't even know, six. I think it's six, six right? Yeah. They'll tell us. But yeah. I know that they they kind of said that, you know, there's no, you know, there's not a, a bouncer at the door checking the kid's ID. So he's seven years old. You might slip yeah, in, you know, okay. that's all right. Yeah. Um, wink, wink. Any, <laughs> anyway, um, my goal was to to sit down and, and have a conversation between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And it. It, it's a great conversation. You're going to love it. It's it's I just wait. it's just great. But they also, I want to point out that we start out with Teresa uh, telling an excerpt from one of her favorite stories that oh, she's great. been reading. Oh, great. Oh, and, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, I know just talking to Teresa in particular, and I know other library staff will have similar stories, but just think about it. There are kids who were born or were growing up their very early years during the pandemic when library buildings were briefly closed and they don't know library, in-person library events. Everything's been online. It's all been Zoom for online story times and, you know, everything else that our, all the amazing programs our youth services staff continued to offer during, um, during the pandemic, during the, you know, the heat of the pandemic. And, um, and so for them to see these young people coming in now, it's like, oh, I sit next to somebody and I have to, you know, stand in line or I have to learn, just yes. learning, you know, yeah. like that's one of the values of these, these story times are literacy programs, right? It's teaching mm -hmm. young people to the value of reading and 
the joy of a story, and it's also learning how to be with other people yeah. in a space. And socializing. So, yeah, socializing. Yeah. So um, these early socialization things that the library offers is huge, and then you know, these kids just didn't have it during during COVID. So it's so cool, and I know so much fun for the youth services staff to have their young patrons back in the building. Yeah, and I'd say that if you have young kids or if you know parents who have young kids, uh, get them to listen to this this particular episode because you'll see just how much fun it is to be to be in the library sitting with Sarah or Teresa or any of our our youth services staff. We have staff at, at all of our branches who do story times. Yeah, you, just the joy and the love that they have for the work that they do is just so apparent. You have to be a certain kind of a person to be able to just mm-hmm. throw yourself so into these stories mm-hmm. and, you know, become a child and and read these stories to the kids and enjoy it so much. It's just it's it's fun to be with even even as a an older child myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going through my second childhood. And I think that I think it would it would be a lot of fun to sit and have someone reading a story yeah. to me, you know, especially if they got into it as much as Sarah and Teresa do. Yeah, well they are professionals when it comes to this and um and they do such an amazing work. And so yeah, let's let's hear the let's stories. Listen in. So yeah. yeah. So first we're going to hear from Alex. And then stick around for story and time. Then stick around for some stories and laughter. Great. Oh, the laughter. Always a good thing. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Neil. All right. So I'm here with uh, Alex Pryor at the Ferndale Library. And Alex, what's your role here now? Yeah, so good to be with you today. I am the new branch manager at the Ferndale Library. That's great. So you've ju- you started, What? when did you start here? Oh my gosh, it's been a week and a half. A week and a half. Yes. So we've got you fresh. <laughs> How do you like it so far in the week and a half that you've been here? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I've been a patron of the Ferndale Library for some time now, um, and I've always loved coming into this branch. So to be on the other side of the desk has been really exciting to me. And everyone has just been so kind and welcoming, and there's been so much to learn. That's great. It's a it's yeah. a beautiful library to be in. If, yeah. You know, if the listeners haven't been to the Ferndale Library, um, they should definitely put it on their list of things to visit. Totally. So and so you've been you've been in Ferndale for a while. Where do you where were you originally? Yeah, um, I've been in Ferndale for about a year now. We moved up from Portland, Oregon. I was down there for the past nine or so years, and um, yeah, we were just looking for a, a change and looking for a smaller community to move into and be up in beautiful Whatcom County and be closer to nature. So um, we've been really enjoying it. That's great. So, so have you? Do you have connections to? Um Whatcom County previous to this? Yeah, I went to school um, at Western mm-hmm. for my undergrad and really loved living up here. So I don't have any any family or friends um, in the area anymore, but um, just always wanted to come come back up and just 
People yeah. people love Whatcom <laughs> County. It's hard to leave. So what were you doing down in, in Portland? Yeah, so I had been working primarily in social services. I have my master's in social work that I got from PSU um, and had spent many years working with survivors of domestic violence mm-hmm. in a variety of roles, um, primarily working in shelter and providing emergency crisis services. Wow. So real, real boots on the ground kind of, yeah, kind of support yeah. there. Wow. So uh, you, are you able to um, get some, you know, bring some of that skill up to Whatcom County? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I moved up here, I was working with Opportunity Council mm-hmm. and overseeing a handful of our homeless housing services, most recently um, providing support to families with minor children who are actively experiencing houselessness. And um, in my experience, libraries have just played such a vital role to being a free and safe, accessible space for all people. And we've seen um, that really just continue to grow and shift over time the importance of libraries and providing access to resources and services. And a lot of the families and individuals that I worked with um, often use library services for a variety of reasons, whether it was access to internet or technology, being able to get on the computer and complete applications for food stamps or social security or kind of, you know, meeting those basic needs that um, they might not be able to otherwise. Um, and just, you know, creating a, a safe place to to be is we've had extreme weather and um, changes in the environment too. So um, I really see um, my role as, you know, coming into the branch to be learning about community needs and creating programming that is responsive to those needs. In the time I've been here, the Whatcom County Library System has had a real push towards um, providing training and education for our staff mm-hmm. um, to to be aware of the needs of, of um, people who are experiencing homelessness in the community. Yeah. and. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a situation that is not easily fixable or, and it's not going to go away. And as, as the library, you know, we're here, we're here for the entire community. And I'm really proud of that about Whatcom County library system. Yeah, definitely. So I'm really glad that you're going to be bringing some, some knowledge and experience and skill to, to, uh, to us and you know we'll I'm certainly will learn from you. Yeah. So so you're living in up in Ferndale and you do you have a, a family up here? Yeah, yeah. I live with my partner and my two and a half year old son and we have two cats as well. Two cats, okay. Yes. I only have one. <laughs> <laughs> We're what are, all what squished your... into a tight little space, but yeah. it's cozy. <laughs> so your two and a half year old will be able to uh, experience the story times and all sorts of programming here we have for for children yeah yeah definitely that was one of the things that um drew me to this branch actually um i was coming in here with him pretty regularly and they just have such a great 
children's section and I've really been loving the story times and the preschool kits and there's just so many resources um, for early education and supporting youth so it's been great that that's been so accessible and you're you're really lucky you get to work with uh, Teresa and Sarah Lavender who are the youth services uh, staff in this building and they you know they're just so passionate to say passionate doesn't really say it I think that they live uh, these jobs you know they are they are here for children and you know having them here in Ferndale is a is a you know, one of the hidden secrets of this library that you have such excellent staff here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was in over the weekend with my son and my family was teasing me that I'm the only person who goes to work on my day off, but it's hard to stay away from. <laughs> it, it is hard. I mean, you'll find that with a lot of librarians or people who work for the libraries. I'm not a librarian, but I work for the library, but it's such an important part of, of your life. And it and for me, it has been since I was a child. How about you? What's your what's your experience growing up? Yeah, libraries um, were always kind of the center of my experience growing up. My mother and my grandmother loved to read. And so literacy has been a really important piece of growing up. And we always accessed the library. So I remember just spending time in the library forever and um my mom worked for the library for a short period of oh. time, and I used to, yeah, go spend time after school and doing homework in that space and just have really fond memories of that. I didn't uh, warn you about this. <laughs> okay. But um, can you give us a couple of book recommendations? Just off the top of your head, if I were saying, what should I be reading right now? Yeah, well, I really love to read historical fiction. Primarily, I love reading about um, social histories of women and about race and gender politics, things that maybe aren't captured in our history books growing Mm up. Um, I recently read Where the Lost Wander, which was really amazing. Um, The Essex Serpent has been a favorite novel of mine recently, and I believe they just made either a mini series or a movie that's coming out that I'm looking forward to watching. Um, Transition Baby was also a great book that I recently read and Girl, Woman, Other. Okay. And those are, those are all fiction, all fiction, all fiction. Uh, I have to say that I don't, I don't love reading nonfiction. So that's a little more difficult for me to identify, but I've read a lot of, um, like books around leadership and trauma-informed care. So um, Radical Candor by Kim Scott has been one of my favorite management leadership Mm -hmm. books. And um, Trauma Stewardship is also a really great one. But I get a lot of my my nonfiction uh, information through through podcasts and really podcasts you say well (laughs) i know you're new to to the area and new to the system so i'm sure you're going to be spending a lot of time catching up on on this podcast oh most definitely we have i i feel like this is our 25th episode that's awesome i'm probably wrong but (laughs) (laughs) have you have you met the administrative staff you've gone through the tour of administrative services. I have. Yeah, I've been um, introduced to a lot of people (laughs) 
over yeah. this past week and I've had different scheduled one-on-one times as well. And everyone has been really welcoming and That's great. Good. I can definitely see that the library system is just a great environment. So, yeah. and this is your first, uh, position in a library. Yes, I am brand new to working in libraries, so I have so much to learn. I was in that position four years ago, and walking in, what what struck me was that there are so many aspects to the library that I really wasn't aware of. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't admit this as the podcaster and the, you know, the expert of all things library, but I didn't know... um, a lot about what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to get the books from from our administrative services to uh, to Ferndale or to Point Roberts or to Lummi Island or you know. Yeah, yeah. There's been so much that I've been learning. Um, I mean, just kind of being a data nerd and loving organization. I've been really enjoying hearing about our selection and collection processes and kind of how we choose materials and what materials we keep and circulate. And something that I've really loved is hearing just um, our dedication to the mission and our values and being really responsive to the community and understanding what the community needs and making sure that we have that accessible to everyone. And learning about, um, you know, kind of our relationship with Bellingham Public Library and other libraries in Washington and being able to have reciprocal cards in different areas and still have access to resources across the state has been brand new information to me that I didn't know about. And then also learning about all of our digital content has been really exciting. Um, I just downloaded the Canopy app and the Fregal Music app, Mm -hmm. um, both things that I didn't know about until I was going through my training. So really the the breadth of access to resources and what is available um, is pretty astounding. Yeah. 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 I'm glad to see that you found Canopy, um, which is, of course, streaming videos, um, classy uh, movies, um, documentaries. Um, There's a whole kids section with Canopy. you get to watch 10 movies a month. You have 10 credits a month to spend on movies. Um, and they're, you know, they're Oscar winners. They're the Criterion Collection. They're some, you know, brand new movies out there. Um, but also there's a section of kids' videos. Um, not not necessarily some movies, but also some programs. There's no limit to those. Oh, I don't know if you were aware I, of that. I was not aware of that. So, that's and great they're to know. educational and and entertaining, you know, stuff. Yeah. With Freegal, here's a secret. Here's a little tip for okay, you I'm ready and for it. our listeners. Um, Freegal has been so with Freegal, um, that's our streaming music service. It's I try to compare it to Spotify and and other sy- systems like that. It's not quite that yet, but they are undergoing a uh, overhaul in uh, the end of this year. And I'm hoping by the beginning of next year, it's going to have a whole new interface. It's going to look more like, um, like Spotify or those other streaming yeah. music systems. Yeah. And, and they have millions of songs um, and audiobooks and uh, comedy albums, um, I recently they recently were promoting uh, the 
their Weird Al collection, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> because um, because there's a new movie, of yep, course, with, yep. about Weird Al. Yeah. Um, so so tons of of music to listen to, and in the past, it's been kind of uh, you've you've had to kind of dig through to find things, which I love doing. It's kind of like being in a in a record store, and you're flipping through, and yeah. you you discover. Um, albums that you hadn't even thought of or songs that you hadn't even thought of and or different artists singing a song that you're familiar with. Um, so it's it's an interesting process there, but I think now it's going to be a little more mainstream, a little easier to to just click on and listen to a playlist that's that's uh, geared towards your your needs. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, we've just moved everything pretty much to streaming, which right. is, you know, amazing. It's so much easier, in my opinion, to to access. Um, and also it's really expensive once you're kind of adding up all the different services sure. between, you know, Netflix and if you want mm -hmm. the ad-free Spotify and Pandora and then all the Disney Plus or, you know, the list goes on and on it and could, on. It so does. It does. Um, having those free resources is is really amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's one of the great things about the library is that we're constantly trying to find ways to provide the community with yeah. with what they with what they want right you know and not what what we want them to have but what they they will use right so that's exciting so yeah the digital resources are amazing that that just scratches the surface you know we have ancestry so mm -hmm. you can look up your genealogy we have creative bug which is videos about crafting so training videos on on all sorts of crafting um i'm not very crafty so <laughs> so i need the videos to learn um but yeah a ton of different things um so i'm i'm looking forward to you uh experiencing you know taking it all in and i'll probably talk to you in in a few months and say what have you discovered yeah yeah that sounds great yeah well, Alex, I'm really glad to sit down and talk with you and meet you. And I hope our patrons come out to Ferndale and, and look for you and, and say hi. I know they will. So thank you for, for um, letting me interview you. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me today. I'm so excited to be here and to get to know everyone. All right. Who seeks to reach the grassy ridge? Who dares to walk across my bridge? It was another goat. It's only me, said the goat, the second of the billy goat's gruff. The troll was glad to see this goat was not so small. He clapped his hands together and squealed. I love goat. Let me count the ways. Goat Benedict with Hollandaise. Goat jerky, jerk goat, curried goat. Goat gravy in a silver boat. A goat flambe with candied yams. A goat clam bake with goat no clams. On goat I'll dine, on goat I'll sup. You little goat, I'll eat you up. Please, said the goat, no. You don't want to eat me. The troll frowned. Why not? You look delicious. The second goat smiled. I would only spoil your appetite, for if you let me cross, I'll tell you a secret. Soon my big brother will come this way, and he is much fatter and tastier than I am. 
Your big brother, huh? The troll whistled. I'd sure like to see that. He twirled his chin hair across his finger. Okay, you may pass. Wow. Well, I just want to tell our audience that there were no, no goats were harmed in the reading of the story. Um, but this was Teresa Morrison reading the Billy Goats Gruff, retold by Mac Barnett with illustrations by John Clausen. So this is a book that, that Teresa likes to read uh, during story time. And I'm here with Teresa and Sarah Lavender, who also is a story time reader. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> I thought I'd let you two tell us the story of, see how I did that, the story mm -hmm. of how the Whatcom County Library System has started doing story times in person again. Yeah. So um, as right, most of you know, we are back in person after um, COVID hiatus. Um, and so we're really glad to be back. Um, not only are we back in person at our branches doing story time there, but we're also doing story times in, um, in the schools as well. That's a big thing of what Teresa and I do. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of story times. It's so great to see the kids and the families back in the library. Um, some of them, you know, last time we saw them, they were babies and now they're six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like, I mean, it, that's an exaggeration, but, but close. Yeah, yeah, it's close. And so it's been really great. Yeah. yeah. And some of the families just have brand new children and, um, it's really nice to have that tradition again that so many kids grew up with and, and for a few years, kids did not have access to. Yeah. And Teresa and I at Ferndale do um, toddler times on Monday morning. So that's um, birth to three and then preschool story time on Friday, which is three to six. Um, but again, there can be some overlap of ages there, but that's um, what we've gotten back into. And, and over the summer, we got to do um, story time in the park at Hovander. So that was super fun as well. Outdoor story time um, in the sunshine. And that that was really our our big comeback to the in-person. Mm -hmm. But that was pretty brief and we mm. only had one a week and now we're up to three a week and in, in our bigger branches, Lyndon and Ferndale are doing three a week and, and families are staying afterward and going over to the play area to play. And you get to see those um, impromptu friendships that form um, after a story time when you go over and start learning about sharing toys and acting out plays with the puppets and getting all of the trucks together to go on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. And of course, plenty of time to pick out books yeah. and go home and come yeah. back and see your friends again next week. Yeah, it's been so great. And then um, like, like I said earlier too, we've been going into the schools and doing story time as well. So we'll go to all the kindergartens in, in Ferndale school district. So at all the five elementary schools, um, visit all the kindergartens each month and do and jumpstart and, oh yeah. And jumpstart. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Which is kind of like a preschool, um, and do story times there as well. Um, it's really fun each month we pick, um, you know, a different theme, this month we're focusing on sharing. So all of our books have something to do with sharing, usually sharing food. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and that's been so great too. Cause again, these kids, these kindergartners haven't 
necessarily had that socialization that they have in the past because of COVID. And so going into seeing them, you know, a lot of them are brand new faces for us. Yeah. And it's so nice. They, they get to be on the rug this year (laughs) because in the years, um, the two previous years, they did let us visit the schools, but, um, the kids had to be spaced out apart, pretty far apart, six feet apart. So a lot of times they were in desks and a four-year-old at a desk during a story time is just wrong. <laughs> so now they're nice and up close yeah. on the rug. They can see the pictures and interact. And we're Very really close. finding that they're really um, following the stories mm-hmm. and getting so much more out of them. Yeah, I know. I know. One of the stories that we're reading this month is a bit longer than one that I'm reading. And um, yeah, I was a little nervous at first just because you know, they really had to follow, but they have been and they've been loving it. And it's just so cool to see. And yeah, they they get very close to us, which is really sweet. (laughs) But yeah, sometimes they'll try to hold our hand, (laughs) all that. But it's, it's super fun. And yeah, and great. Yeah. We had a community helper story time uh, at the Ferndale Library, at a number of our libraries recently, we've had community helper story times, which is where members of the community join us for story time and they tell us about their jobs. And um, last week at the Ferndale Library, we had um, Lauren from the Whatcom Humane Society came and she brought two guinea pigs, which was very exciting. And the kids got to interact with them a little bit, but they were in their little cage, their travel cage. And, um, we, we had our full story time and then we heard from Lauren about her job and the kids said, can we pet the guinea pigs now? And Lauren was a little concerned about that because, um, this was a new experience for the guinea pigs as well. And, and the kids, um, had already, one had already gotten his arm stuck (laughs) in in the cage and had to be extracted. And so we thought if we are going to do this, we're going to have to teach them about being gentle and coming up one at a time, not to overwhelm them. So, um, she taught them the two finger pet, which you get your, your index finger and your middle finger, and you just count one, two, three, and you brush just the back of the guinea pig's head and then put your hands on your lap. And so we, we taught, we went over that a few times in the air and the kids seemed to get it. And then we said, okay, now let's line up. Well, it was pretty clear that the kids had (laughs) never lined up in their life. These were, you know, three to five year olds, but that was a brand new concept. So Sarah and I got to walk them through that process and then um, have them come up and take turns. It was so sweet. I know we we were laughing because the first little girl that came up, yeah, she she had her two fingers out and very apprehensively walked up to the guinea pig and reached out to to pet, but there but never actually made contact <laughs> with with the guinea pig, but but still pet the air. So it was really sweet, and and she definitely I think thought she she did it she yeah. you know that she pet it and it was just we said, really oh, cute so gentle yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> praising her and she's all smiley and then and then another little boy it was so sweet um the same one that got his arm stuck in the cage um he when he went up to pet um he stroked the the opposite way of the fur <laughs> so against the grain <laughs> And the guinea pig's twitching. <laughs> he was still very gentle, but it was just funny to watch because 
you're like, oh, yeah, great job. You know, he had the idea. It just was the other way. And that's okay. But just watching them all process it and and it was just so special. And mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I loved how during stories, as we were reading that day, they'd look over at the guinea pigs and they're mm-hmm. listening too. you know, they're they're listening mm-hmm. to the story. And it was sweet. And then also it was super cool. I side note, um, their so their names are pumpkin and sweet potato. And I volunteer at the Humane Society. And so on this Sunday, I made a point to, I, I work with the cats, but I made a point to walk by the small animals um, room and I saw them in there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they, there's the same guinea pigs that were at the library. So was a, that was like a cool, a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. And right before that, Sarah had read a very sweet book, one of her fa- favorites, one of mm-hmm. my favorites. Um it's by Alicia Cooper. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's called Big Cat, Little Cat. And it's essentially about um, a cat that a family ha- owns. And um, they decide to get another little baby cat. And so they get a kitten for, for their cat. And, and the big cat teaches the little cat how to be a cat. And it's really sweet. And like how to clean itself, how to, how to go to the bathroom, how to eat, how to play, um, how to snuggle. And then, um, and then time goes by months and then years and, um, and the big cat, um, isn't the big cat anymore. Um, it, the, the other little baby kitten starts to outgrow it. And, and then the big cat, passes away and the little cat doesn't know what happened and it talks about how that's hard but then the family gets another little cat and suddenly the first little cat is now big cat and then there's a new little cat and and it starts all over again so it's a really sweet story but I know I can't think about it too hard as I'm reading (laughs) or I'll lose it yeah but it hits really well with the kids and it it you see um, them processing it and their empathy showing through and had another great um, story the other day at story time. Um, one of the little girls was brand new to story time and was having a little bit of a hard time at story time because she was learning, okay, when Miss Teresa is putting the pieces up on the felt board, I can't go up and grab them and bring them back to my seat with me. I, I have to let her put them up and leave them there, which was a hard lesson. This was toddler story time and she was quite young. Um, so her mom was saying, no, honey, wait, stay here with me. Stay here with me. It's not your turn. And so she was crying out a little bit. And as soon as um, that story was over, one of the other little girls got up, went over to her and grabbed her hand. And they made friends right there and then. And it just was really the the sweetest thing. It was she didn't say anything. She just took her hand and they went out to the play area and played the rest of the day or the not the rest of the day, but for a a few more minutes. And then I guess one of the moms said at the end of playtime, the girl who had been such a friend and reached out, um, the other little girl said, okay, it's time to go. And she grabbed her hand and was trying to take her home with her. And the little girl said, oh no, I stay here. (laughs) But I just, those are the things that we've been missing. Yeah. um, When we weren't, you know, it was great to see the kids on Zoom during story time, but we didn't get to see the kids interacting with each other. Right. So definitely not in the same way. And um, I just remembered another 
really sweet moment at the community helper story time with the with the humane society um lauren was asking the kids you know well questions she was talking about the shelter and also what kinds of animals the kids thought were at the shelter and it was so cute because, you know, they're shouting out different animals. And then one boy raises his hand and he goes, well, some people have pet rocks. And she's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good pet. And so um, it was just, just watching their, their sweetness. And I think that same boy is the one she was asking, Lauren was asking, what do you think animals need at the shelter? You know, what? what do they need to stay alive? And, you know, a lot of kids were saying food or water. And this boy said they need love. And mm-hmm. I thought that was just so, so sweet. And and yeah. one of the girls says, yeah. yes, they need to be adored. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That was laughs> because so kids cute. who come to story time have big vocabularies. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I love just letting them, letting them talk. And yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll say, yeah, really profound things. Well, well, that sounds like a lot of fun story time. And there's story times at every library. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. The full schedule is available on the website, on the events calendar. Okay. Well, folks, if you've got young kids from age, what to what? Yeah, birth to sex. Okay. Be sure and check out story time. And <laughs> let's let's close this out. This has been just a lovely time, and I'm just sitting here wishing that I was three years old, <laughs> petting the petting right. the hamsters, the gerbils, the guinea pigs, right. the guinea pigs. Close. Well, let's. Well, but Sarah, I see you have a book that you might want to read a little piece out of. Yeah, yeah. So I can read a piece of this. This one I've um. I've read a story time before, and I remember just thinking it was so sweet. It's called The Peculiar Pig. Um, And I'll kind of describe the cover real quick because it's so cute. There's a a bunch of piglets, and then in the middle, there's a little brown baby wiener dog. (laughs) And kind of looks like one of the pigs, but, um, but a little bit different. So I'll just read. I'll just read part of it. Okay. There was a different sort of piglet in the pig pen one spring morning. But Mama Pig didn't care. She loved her piglets all the same. To her, each one was special. The other piglets were bigger and stronger and often pushed this little piglet aside. But she was always willing to wait her turn. And the day came when Mama Pig gave each piglet their name. She named them Freckles, Pinky, Prudence, Patch, Scrappy, Rolly, and my shining little one, Penny. And that's the dog. (laughs) The piglets grew bigger every day, and Penny grew longer. (laughs) She sure is peculiar looking, Scrappy told Freckles. Penny didn't know why she was different, but Mama Pig told her, It doesn't matter, Penny. I love all my piglets the same. As she grew, Penny started to sound different, too. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> Penny, you have a funny oink, Freckles said. And it's so loud, complained Patch. But Penny liked all the sounds she could make. She practiced her oinks, growls, and barks with Mama Pig while her sisters and brothers played in the mud. All the piglets became good diggers. Prudence watched Penny and told her, 
proper pigs use their snouts to dig. But my paws work just better, said Penny. And Scrappy said, how peculiar. Thank you, Sarah. And, and folks, if you want to if you want to uh, hear the rest of that story, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a link in our on our website. And but the book is The Peculiar Pig by Joyce Stewerwald. Thank you both for coming down, Teresa and Sarah. <laughs> it's it's been lovely, and I know we'll have you back again to tell us more stories of taking care of the the little the little ones in our community. Thanks, Neil. Always a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We'll we'll talk about this anytime, all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's our 26th episode of WCLS in Whatcom County Presents Library Stories. Thanks to our guests, Alex Pryor, Teresa Morrison, and Sarah Lavender. And much appreciation to my boss, Mary Vermillion. In the words of Eudora Welty, listening children know stories are there. When their elders sit and begin, children are just waiting and hoping for one to come out, like a mouse from its hole. If you are enjoying our podcast, let us know and let your friends know. We believe in library stories and we want to share them all with you. Find more library stories at wcls.org slash podcast or search for WCLS in your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, this is Neil McKay saying thanks for listening. <laughs>